Welcome back, those of you who listened to our first one a couple weeks ago. I can't believe the awesome reaction we got from everybody, particularly on Reddit. Thank you guys so much for the positive feedback. I was really excited to get back in the recording dining room again, <laughs> which is actually a different room than last time. Last time we were in the recording uh, office of Peter's, and now we're in the recording dining room. We got a little bit more room tonight. We still have the bobbleheads, though. Our unofficial mascots at the moment are a Steve Smith and Jacoby Jones bobblehead. <laughs> there we go. At least we have those, because right now we still don't have a name. Uh, we're working on it. We had a name, and at the last moment, we found an Instagram account of the same name, but they didn't have the website. We have the website. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. We thought we had it all figured out. We were about to announce yeah. it, and at the last second, we found an Instagram account, and now we're not sure what to do. Yeah. In the meantime, uh, you can refer to us as the Ravens podcast with uh, Chris, Alec, and Peter, or Alec, Chris, Peter, Peter, Chris, Chris Alec, Chris whatever. Alec and Peter works whatever. well for the whole cap part. Of- yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever <laughs> order. I'm not presuming to be first or anything. Whatever order you guys are comfortable with. Who's taller? I'm definitely <laughs> the shortest. <laughs> so the I think the Peter's end. actually taller, to be honest. It's pretty close. PCA. Close. All right, guys. So a draft happened. That was a pretty big deal. It was. And I don't know about everyone listening, but I was very excited with the direction the Ravens took in this draft. I was too. I think it's a special draft. Just something about it seemed so right. Yeah, definitely like a, a change of pace from the uh, Ozzie Newsome days. 100% surprised that we went wide receiver and we double dipped and we did it early. I was definitely not expecting to see that. Not just wide receiver, but playmaker, which arguably is the position of need of most on the Ravens roster. Well, they built a track team. That's the coolest part about it. The thing that I think people aren't talking about much is that Miles Boykin is actually pretty fast too. He's not just a tall guy. He's quick. Yeah, he can run. I th- don't have his 40 time up in front, but I think it was like 4-4. I think it was 4-4 too. That sounds about right from what I remember. And Justice Hill's no slouch either. He has uh, Philip Lindsay comparisons. He might be the Kamara to Ingram here. And I'm just like, oh boy. All right. He had the fastest 40 time of a running back at the draft, the combine, right? Um, I'm not sure about that. Do you know, Chris? I'm not sure off the top of my head. Yeah, that just got it looking right here. 440, fastest of any running back at the combine this year. So that should be exciting to pair with Lamar. Definitely. Like, I could just I just imagine everyone like doing reverses and everyone's just like running all over the place. <laughs> I don't know. It's like cross-town traffic, but in the backfield kind of cool yeah i tell you what i'm uh i think there's a lot of hype around this draft um you know especially from all the really speedy boys uh all the (laughs) super athletic types you know that we got marquise brown is definitely one that like i'm looking forward to as soon as he gets over his uh list frank injury with you know hopefully knock on wood he does yeah comes back comes out back strong that is the one thing that does worry me a bit about marquise brown is especially for a, a player that relies on speed now I'm no one with any medical background, but I do know that that can be a tricky injury to come back from. But I trust the Ravens doctors know that because they are actual doctors, unlike me, who's just shooting the shit right here. (laughs) (laughs) And hopefully whatever they saw is something that he will be able to, to come back from quickly. I wouldn't be shocked if he has a slow start to the season, having to get caught up to speed on the NFL a little late because of that recovery but it's really all about the long term with these guys 
Yeah, really. I mean, like, I would totally be fine of like if he redshirted this year and just you know didn't see the field much. But as long as he actually comes back and actually yeah. is, is super productive, because we don't need to pair him in two like Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> I, I joke with Alec, and it was like twenty fifteen. Was it twenty sixteen? Perryman was the X factor man. He had like five hundred yards. He was showing a couple touchdowns. He was showing some promise. Then after that, nope, nothing, nothing. Now I will say I think that's a good point to bring up because with Brown and the Ravens did this with Lamar last year too. I heard some, I've heard some people say that this wasn't the best pick for the Ravens because they want to compare Marquise Brown as a pure speed guy, pure nine route guy like John Brown. The naysayers to this pick will say, well, why do you get a speed receiver for Lamar? Because he can't throw the ball deep yet. First off, there's two things with that. Lamar is going to develop. He was a rookie last year. I'm, pretty certain that he'll have at least have some improvement in his deep passing game this year but second off like the Ravens did with Lamar last year was they started with what skills he had that were NFL ready which was running the ball and doing the read option I think the Ravens will do the same thing with getting Marquise Brown on the same page with Lamar probably do a lot of screens to start out with a lot of quick timing routes and then move on to trying to do some things further down the field are you saying like that is like to prevent injury i mean because I, I thought it seemed like his you know most nfl ready stat was actually running like deep routes right well just to get him acclimated to the nfl like bringing back perryman a lot of the success he had um that year was running those those shallow crossing routes across yeah, the middle that's true and that he seemed to be gaining some confidence with with flacco in running those routes and then after the 2016 season, you kind of see the Ravens abandon that with Perryman. Now, granted, he should have developed to be able to do more than that, but... Hey, I mean, those short passes work, though, and that's kind of... I mean, you've seen the Patriots succeed with Dink and Dunk. Absolutely, yeah. It's, it kind of... It always kind of kills me slightly when people are like, oh my gosh, you have to go downfield, you have to stretch the field, and I'm like, man, do you? <laughs> like... Just need 3.3 yards of play. <laughs> Just play. Play to your players' strengths. I really hope that Hollywood becomes, obviously, a marquee player for us. I think it's interesting that he went first overall. You mean first, first wide receiver? Yeah, first wide receiver overall. I think he probably has the biggest boom potential, for sure. I don't think his floor is quite as high as other prospects. But if you combine his route running and his just quick twitch ability and speed, that could just be... Uh, quite the combination so we'll definitely have to see um the the wide receiver draft in this draft was very interesting to begin with you had people going in the fourth round that are very interesting in my opinion like butler went in the fourth round yeah right yeah, that was really surprising. and i was like wow because I, I think i think the ravens almost came around and i was texting y'all like oh my gosh triple dip let's go <laughs> come on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i was like how how crazy would that be but it's good that they were able to diversify the pick that no one's talking about yet which I'm actually really excited for is uh, Jalon Ferguson. So this guy, Mr. Sack Daddy, he had what, 45 ta- uh, 45 sacks, I believe, in college. So uh, broke Terrell Suggs' record. That's right. Yeah, so that's pretty good. <laughs> like, I, I hope he's able to translate that. And uh, I also thought it was kind of interesting. We had three players from the state of Oklahoma, two from Oklahoma in Marquise Brown and Ben Powers, but also Justice Hill came from Oklahoma State. So, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. I think we tied now Oklahoma with uh, Alabama. 
after that as far as uh, draft. players drafted yeah i think overall. so yeah i think Could so be. yeah so any of you out there you know listening to this all the way in oklahoma we got a new nfl team for you <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah the ravens are the one i think so ferguson they're saying outside linebacker not defensive end so that's interesting i guess he seems like a tweener he's got a big build at 270 oh wow yeah, I mean, honestly, he could probably play the same role that Sizzle's played for you know, yeah. such a long time, right? I mean, he was, you know, he played both positions like equally well. So awesome! The one guy that's got me super excited is Ben Powers. I'll include the link in the show notes. <laughs> but he says something to the effect of he loves when the opponent starts giving up, and you can see them giving yeah. up in their eyes. And he just said it so straight face. I was like, yeah. oh my god, this guy's a monster. Yeah. He's diabolical. He's going to go out there and yeah. just menace people. I can't he, wait. Man, I hope he, uh, I really hope he develops into a, a mauler, man. He's definitely got the attitude of just like, you want the meanest motherfuckers on your team to be your O-lineman. Like, he fits that bill to a T. So, I really hope that he can develop and, you know, be a, a good guard for us. <laughs> I feel like there's definitely a lot of hype there. <laughs> yeah, if, if you if you take a look at his uh, profile on NFL.com, I'm looking at it right now, that, that's a no-nonsense face staring back at you right there <laughs> <laughs> that guy looks like he just wants to plow through a defensive line and stomp on them for good measure <laughs> i'm gonna have to put a picture of him as the uh chapter art for this <laughs> oh man um yeah man i think overall like there oh, man there's, there's certainly a lot of hype i think around this draft i think I think, like you said, Peter, you know, we really went for big playability, something we probably haven't had too much of until Lamar, really, I think. The last couple of years have really yeah. been bad. I mean, since they haven't really had it since Ray Rice and Torrey Smith. I would say Ed Reed, too, just, you know, even though he's yeah. defense. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, to be able to stretch the field and, you know, just no, Ed switch, Re- switch Ed switch Reed the was, field, was 100% field. a playmaker. Right. Yeah. But yeah, man, like any draft, you know, there's a lot of hype around everything. So, you know, people are usually pretty excited in April and May and, you know, like, oh, we can't wait for the season to start. And then a lot of times people get disappointed. But even if we had like half the guys that we draft turn out to be like big contributors, like that's a huge win for us. So let's bring it down to earth a bit. So probably projecting these guys' careers is, is too much work for now. But what are some realistic expectations for these guys for this upcoming season? Yeah, I mean, from my opinion, I mean, you know, like you said, I think Hollywood may may take a little bit of time to to get acclimated. I mean, we all know what the Ravens' history, you know, wide receivers is and drafting our own and, and developing our own. You know, I, I don't think it's really fair to put him or, or Miles Boykin really as to any, like, really, really lofty expectations. I mean, we know they have the measurables, but... And know, candidly, rookie wide receivers typically aren't great. Yeah, no, like mm-hmm. if if they it's, get seven eight hundred yards and five or six touchdowns, that's an excellent season yeah, for yeah, a rookie. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even even last year with Calvin Ridley, I mean that's roughly what he put up, and except for like had, one or two games, right? He, yeah, he, he had blow up. <laughs> Honestly, he either was like huge or just disappeared. Um, as a fantasy owner, I was very aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm looking at Ridley's stats last year: sixty four catches, eight hundred twenty yards, ten touchdowns. Yeah, which is pretty good be thrilled if either boykin or or brown could do that this year but 10 touchdowns is no joke that's really nice but i think i agree with alec i think most of that was from a couple games i want to just go back a little bit candidly brown was the first wide receiver that we've drafted that i can recall pre-draft people actually really liked 
you know yeah. what I mean? Like when they no, drafted, 100%. they drafted Perriman. I was like, who? Yeah, <laughs> right? I, I do remember that. And even when they drafted Torrey Smith, he wasn't like. Oh, dude, he was my guy. He was your guy. I remember that year. I was like, man, I really want Jimmy Smith and I really want Torrey Smith, and we got them both. It was I was so excited. Fair. I mean, I, I guess I just for me, I was I don't remember the hype, but also was a little bit a while ago. It was 2011, man. Clayton, I don't remember. That's so far back. That That's came. so far back. We yeah, were like what's it, 2008 or something? But anyways, I just think this guy was like up top ranked guy of a really strong class. So I'm excited. I'm really excited to see him. I think he's the kind of guy I was talking about. Now, granted, you were talking about the speed, which is huge, but I think he's going to have the really good hands in the route running. Yeah. Like, he might not have the best hands in, in like, super traffic or like, might lose battles, so to speak, but I think in less contested situations, he'll be sure-handed. But he can... That's a skill he can improve on. I think the, the one thing, aside from the foot injury that some people are concerned about with Brown, is... Five foot nine. I think I saw he was listed one hundred sixty five pounds. Yeah, which is I remember when um, we drafted him. The three of us had a, had a text chain going back, and we were comparing that to some other speed guys in the NFL, like Deshaun Jackson and Antonio Brown. Yeah, and, and Tyreek Hill. They were all like fifteen twenty pounds heavier. Right. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I heard that's I think worth bringing up is that his weight might be lower because of the foot injury right now. That could be part of it as well, right? He's not working out. I'm sure even 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 a lot of rookies coming in too. I mean, you you look at them kind of like from the eye test and like they're all NFL athletes, right? So they're going to be like more built than the average person. But I mean, you compare like year one to year two, like some guys usually, you know, put on a lot of muscle like the next year between that transition. Right. And, you know, you know, maybe like 10 or 15 pounds or something. So, you know, even if he's you know, 165 this year, or maybe even 170. Like, who knows? Next year might, you know, be a little bit more closer to the average. I think. Still, you can't you can't gain too much weight, man. If you're if you're a, if you're a speed guy, you got to make sure you hold on to that speed. Yeah, Ray so. Rice had that problem in 2013. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, he was slow that year. It was all worth it. We got the trophy. So one thing I brought up was that this might have the most nicknames of any draft class. You've got Hollywood, Sack Daddy, Mack Truck. And I just found it for Marshall. His nickname is Biggie. <laughs> now, oh, man. The YouTube video said there might be five of them, and I don't remember there being five of them. Man, the hype continues. I thought there was only four. I, I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I look at Ben Powers, and he looks like someone who would fit right in on the <laughs> set of Game of Thrones. <laughs> someone with more knowledge of that show may be able to tell me if he looks like a character. I think he actually does. He actually looks like a guy I used to intern under. Oh really? <laughs> like there, there's a character on Game of Thrones that, or maybe he's dead now. Who knows? But um, hey, no spoilers. I, I, no, I'm <laughs> saying I'm saying that like I don't know anything about the show other than I saw an episode once and I was like, oh my gosh, did he become an actor? <laughs> 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 the old coworker become an actor, <laughs> and he kind of looks like Mr. Powers. So it sounds like we might think this is a special class, which is cool. But another question we had for each other is, do you think the Ravens actually address the right positions of need? I'll take this one to start. I think absolutely yes. I know that we didn't get the inside linebacker, but I'm not worried about it because we always find the undrafted guy who's excellent. And it's one of those positions that we might not have much depth right now, but the first two starters I'm not too uncomfortable with. So I'll I'll let it be. I agree with that as far as inside linebacker. I'm pretty high on Kenny Young. I think he showed a exactly. lot last year as far as his pass coverage ability, which is 
very important in today's NFL. Yeah, even uh, even Peanut, like the first like game or two, especially the one where CJ got hurt, where like everything fell apart. Like, yeah, I mean that was you know obviously not a great start, but by the end of the season, like oh yeah, he was putting up some monster numbers. He, a lot of forced fumbles that saved game the season. The Chargers, with that, yeah, with that forced fumble yeah, on Gates, it was awesome. It really stepped up. So from the undrafted side, they also picked up Jalen Smith, who's the guy that Lamar's been practicing with. So everyone worried that Lamar had no chemistry with our wide receivers. He's been throwing this guy for years. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Who needs these number one, number three draft picks? <laughs> We've got the guy that you've been throwing to in, uh, in your shorts. That's right. Speaking of chemistry, and I think this is also a good question to tie back into the draft. I heard somewhere, I can't find my source at the moment, that Lamar has actually been working out a lot with Jordan Lastly in the off season right Ooh, now. Oh man. Tie back to last episode. And this is also bring up an interesting question with the Ravens now with having drafted two wide receivers and they brought in Lamar's buddy from Louisville. So of the guys who are there, Snead, Roberts, Moore, are any of them not making the roster, do we think? It's definitely going to be tough, right? I mean, not only you have Lastly, you also have Scott from last year, too, which yeah. I remember we, you talked about that pick last episode. I'm not a fan of that pick, but I yeah. would love for Scott to prove me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> right? I and mean, that's what anyone said, right? <laughs> yeah, I would love everyone to prove me wrong, right? <laughs> Pretty much any Baltimore Ravens fan is, like, rooting really fucking hard for any wide receiver to make the team. Well, it's because it's never happened. We've right, never, exactly. We've never had an exciting wide receiver. That's exactly. Like Steve Smith and, and Bolden were extremely good. They were both on the this downside of their but they careers. Were, exactly. Though. It wasn't even their best. Yeah. They were good at that time. They didn't strike fear, except for that one game. Uh, I think it was actually against the Cardinals, where uh, Bolden just completely... Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was Bolden, Bolden frustrated me so much, because, like, I don't know if... It, I think it was more our scheme, though, to be honest, because he could take over a game. Right? But the Ravens so very rarely let him do that. Yeah. It was so cool when you would watch that. Because he was just like, every time, just give me the ball, give me the ball, give me yep. the ball, and he just <laughs> kept making it happen. Yep. What a stud. But, uh, yeah, I mean, back to your back to your question, Peter. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely going to be interesting to see how it kind of goes out when we get further into, like, you know, mini camp and training camp and stuff. I feel like if Snead doesn't make the team, I would be extremely surprised. Uh, Robert is kind of on the fence for me. I think Snead's a lock. I could be wrong about that. But I think Snead's a lock, too. I feel like he's, I mean, he's actually the veteran of the bunch, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, he's getting yeah. older, too. But really, no, he, this might be, what, his fourth year? Or he remember, hasn't, we oh, tra- really? We tra- yeah, he hasn't we, been in the NFL. Oh, I thought he was like six or seven years in. No, 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 no. Oh, no, wow. we, he was, uh, I think he was a restricted free agent. He's only 26. Jeez, he's our age. Yep. Oh. Born October 17th, 92. Dang, we're both older. Dang. We're, we're all older, right? Yeah, we're no, all No, not me. Oh, Chris Barely wasn't. Man. Sneed's an old man. <laughs> <laughs> we're all old men. <laughs> oh wow yeah it really depends on what happened like how we can develop these first and second year players like who actually is showing promise because there are just so many of them right i mean scott lastly yeah now we have brown and now we have boykin and now we have all of, you know jalen smith and all of these undrafted free agents you usually carry six or seven right yeah. yeah so that's yeah it's gonna be tight now i think the nice thing is we might be able to put for instance the under restricted free agent if he shows promise we might be able to put him on the practice squad right and i wouldn't be shocked if that's, that's what happens probably yeah that feels that feels like a move but can you fit no oh i guess you can that's seven right the three yeah. veterans and the four so that might be it 
Might be. But they might not do it because uh, they A, could sign somebody else, or B, someone steps up, and if one of those guys isn't a contributor on special teams, they might be gone. Dang. Yeah, that's that's wild. How quickly the, the tables have turned to who's he going to pass to, to uh, <laughs> who's going to actually make the roster. Yeah, but the you know, like I said, the, the difficulty with it, too, is that there's just so much unproven talent here, right? So it's it's really yeah. it's really kind of a toss up of who's gonna, who's actually going to make the team and what the depth chart's going to look like. You know, we just I can't wait to can't wait to find out. I know, like preseason games will be a very very small indication, right? Like, do they look like they're at playing speed? <laughs> How's the foot? But it's not really going to be until week one until we know. That's right. so far away. Well, maybe not till week three, looking at the Ravens' schedule. <laughs> <laughs> fair. That's oh. fair. <laughs> hey, he brings up a decent point. <laughs> hey. Another extended preseason. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. Oh, man. The onslaught. Hey, starting off with two wins, it's going to be nice, hopefully. Yeah. Got to get that momentum. So, I mean, to get back to positions of need, I think it's interesting when you draft another cornerback, right? Now, yeah. Although I heard he might play quarterback or safety. Fair, I did see that. Fair enough. Also, another thing to think about, Jimmy Smith and Brandon Carr might be gone after this season. Oh, That's absolutely. a high possibility, I think. So adding another guy really isn't the worst idea in the world. I will say one thing I was surprised with was – that the Ravens only took one offensive lineman. I was expecting another interior guy. I think that's how the, the cards fell. Well, I agree with that. From what I read, they were also interested in inside linebacker, but after those two guys who were drafted ahead of the first pick in the first round, I think DaCosta said there really wasn't anyone high on their board whenever they were picking. Right. It just wasn't in this year's draft for that position. And that's okay. It, again... If anything, that's a position the Ravens are pretty good at finding talent for. So if the people weren't there on their boards, I think that's okay. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I will say the one pick that I thought was the most surprising was the last one they made. It was interesting, for sure. Yeah. So Trace McSorley, quarterback from Penn State. I mean, you already got RG3. Right. You're not going to carry three, most likely. Although they do seem like they think this guy could be a gadget player. They want him to be Taysom Hill. I know, and I'm kind of not about that, personally. I I agree. I think... Well, one thing I will say, I do like that the Ravens are going to at least try, it looks, to not leave any stone unturned as far as keeping up with the quote-unquote new concepts of NFL offense. Did you see my my link? The Ravens are hiring an analytics guy. I, uh, I added it to the show notes. Nice. And I was like looking at that job and I was like, oh, that sounds so cool. (laughs) (laughs) First question, do running backs matter? No, no. Um, But that was actually the first question. And they were talking about other success rates and and things. I was like, oh, man, they're getting deep into analytics. That's pretty cool. If running backs don't matter, how comes Alex Collins still sucked with the new Ravens rushing attack? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Touche. You know, it's funny. When they drafted Justin Hill, or uh, not Justin, sorry, Justice, Justice Hill, I was a little concerned because, you know, as a running backs guy, I was kind of like, oh, man, do they really need to? But the more I read about him, the more excited I am for him to play. He's another playmaker for the Ravens. Exactly. You know, he happens to be at running back, but his position is playmaker. 
Thank you, Joe Flacco, for your years of service and for Denver, for some reason, to give us a draft pick. I can't believe they gave us a fourth rounder, honestly. Like, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. But we were going to cut him anyways. Like, I don't I don't know. John Elway thinks he's a genius. That's why we got the fourth round pick. <laughs> a very, very staple genius. Well, we got our fourth round pick. We got a running back out of it. DaCosta probably threatened to make have him throw in a second round. And Elway was just like, I'll give you a fourth. <laughs> he probably thought it was a great deal. <laughs> Man, Peter's throwing a lot of shade on every other uh, organization that's yeah, not the Ravens. Man. Watch out, Dolphins. Watch out, Broncos. <laughs> it was like last year he was talking about, or last episode was about the Patriots. Now, the, uh, what was it, the Titans and the, hey, the man. Miami just... I got a lot of opinions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How great. And that's why we're here to talk about them. <laughs> I'm excited for Mr. Mack Truck to come through. Defensive tackle. Big guy. I think he'll be able to contribute. He might be a couple years to really become a full-fledged defensive lineman. That usually takes a little bit of time, but he's another guy I think that has potential. I think everybody, every one of these picks, I can see where they might line up. Peter, you give me a look. You, you're not a believer in the Mack truck? He has the best name. No, no. I, I'm, oh, okay. I think that's a, that was a great pick, especially, I mean... Fifth round, 160. Yeah. The Ravens picked up Michael Pierce's option for... He's a restricted free agent this year. They might not be able to afford a contract for him, especially with uh, how well the analytics like him. I think he is in line for a big payday next offseason. So I think you just drafted the successor to Michael Pierce right there, who's been huge in cementing the Ravens' run defense the past couple seasons. So I saw an article. I didn't get a chance to read it. I think it came out today about feeding the Ravens' defensive beast. Like we, Even though maybe we didn't get as many draft picks this year on the defense, even though it was three, it was a little more offensive focused. You still got some guys who really can contribute from a sack perspective, from a uh, yeah run stuffing perspective, and and a coverage perspective. All all real main aspects. Um, and as you get, put a couple players each year, and maybe one or two hit, that actually does create a really good defense over time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I forget if we brought this up yet or not with the Ravens going offensive heavy for once the past couple drafts, we still have a bunch of, of defensive prospects yeah. <laughs> to try and grow. True. <laughs> Looking at you, Tim Williams and Tyus Bowser. Tim Williams, man, he was supposed to be like a first rounder. What happened? And then he like fell off because of, I think uh, some personality issues. And then he's just seemed to have playing issues. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's such a small guy. Yeah, that was, I think he had some trouble like actually holding up to offensive tackles because he was, you know, like, I don't know, 230, 240 or something. He's a really, oh, he's really? A pretty, yeah, he's a pretty small dude. But yeah, man, um, I think the Ravens kind of have it right. We're drafting for drafting for depth, uh, especially on, on the D-line side and linebackers. Um, like you said, Alec, it kind of takes um, maybe like a year or two, maybe three for them to kind of fully develop. But we've, we've had a lot of like really great contributors especially late round picks um especially on the d-line mm-hmm. you know, i mean and that's something actually we're gonna we're gonna have a spot open now with brent urban going to the titans so i think that's uh, true yeah wormley's gonna have to probably he i guess he might take that spot i think um, he is kind of the starter if we were to play tomorrow yeah um so yeah i don't i don't know if <laughs> if mac is going to be behind him or you know maybe you know I, I don't know who who actually would take that spot but um the, there's going to be plenty of opportunities for rotation you know in and out yeah absolutely so i suppose we'll see how this draft will go out i guess in summary do you want to give it a draft 
grade or is that too is that too mainstream to give it a grade the grade is so hard to give are you giving the grade on how we think these players are going to nicknames progress? exclusively nicknames a plus <laughs> sure <laughs> as far as as far as filling positions of need i think i give the ravens an a i mean the positions of need were in general playmaker wide receiver change of pace speed running back to to counter with engram and edwards was good pass rusher definitely needed gadget quarterback was not needed but you know they still that's drafted the that. most <laughs> fascinating pick apparently he also has a good backstory and has been very resilient. I don't know. I don't know. We'll cool. see. I agree with you, Peter, that draft grades are so kind of silly in a way because like, you haven't actually seen it play out. Yeah. Out of curiosity, I wonder if we could, this will be a magic of editing, find a draft article from like 2014 or 2013 that grades like a past Ravens draft. Oh, yeah. You can definitely find grades from past drafts. They're usually pretty high for the Ravens, although you have to look around because I have noticed that you'll find anywhere from like a B minus to a B. Yeah. I guess the retrospective, the retrospective ones are my favorite, like three years later when they look back. Oh yeah, those are really good. Because that's actually when you can tell. Yeah, so here's a, here's a draft recap of the 2015 NFL draft for the Ravens on Baltimore <laughs> Beatdown. And I think we talked about this one last episode about how uh, that draft wasn't that great overall for actually the whole league. <laughs> Let's see. So there's a uh, Mel Kipper gave us an A minus. Uh, Brian Fisher from NFL gave us an A. Jamie Dukes gave us a B. CBS gave us an A. Yahoo gave us an A. And there were two from Sports Illustrated that gave us a B. <laughs> And as as someone pointed out to us, um, with Max Williams going to the Cardinals, that's a draft where currently the Ravens have Nick Boyle on the roster and no one else. <laughs> the illustrious blocking tight end. I want to just add, I want to go back. I'm sorry. Follow up from last episode when I listened back to it and I said, you know, I can't believe we paid him all that money just to block. Let me reiterate or let me back up a little bit and just say when you draft a first round tight end, in my opinion, they should be able to do it all. And like having to have one a guy explicitly that's like the best blocker kind of like grinds my gears. But I can get it. Like I can get oh there was such a they're so dynamic at the position from a pass gauge perspective that it they're worth the trade offs. But part of me is like, if it's a first round tight end, they probably should be able to do everything. Um <laughs> I just wanted to go back and, and say why I had that thought. I didn't fully expand upon it last <laughs> time. So, yeah. All right. So last last episode, we uh, kind of on the spot threw out bold predictions for the draft. Hashtag bold predictions. I don't remember exactly <laughs> what everyone's were, but we can do a recap of how that went. Jimmy Smith is still on the Ravens, so my bold prediction was <laughs> bold. <laughs> bold. Wrong. Bold wrong. <laughs> hey. You know, he's still in the Ravens right now. Anything can happen. <laughs> he's probably going to be on the Ravens the rest of the year. I Let's so. be fair. But I think it was an interesting conversation nonetheless. Oh, the other two predictions are not going to, we're not going to find out until the end of the season or unless. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The years yeah, were just 30. Yeah. 40. More about the schedule recap. So I texted the guys after Kyler Murray was picked that Vegas said that the line for him passing yards wise was 3400 and i think 25 to 3450 yards as the betting line and i was like oh cool that kind of uh, really solidifies my um my bold prediction of like that being a decent line to, to draw with lamar because i think everyone is thinking that murray is a better passer out of college than lamar 
but maybe not the best. Maybe that's Boykins. I don't know. Um, but, <laughs> or <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, what's the new quarterback's name? Hall. Um, Jones, the giants, Daniel Jones, Jones, Duke guy, Daniel Jones, Duke, Duke guy, Daniel, Daniel Jones, Eli 2.0, Eli 2.0, sling blade 2.0. They showed, they showed a picture of him throwing quote unquote dimes to his receivers. I kid you not. There's zero pass rush pressure. There's no defenders on these wide receivers. And they seem like they're going at like 80% game speed. I was like, (laughs) are you kidding me? Dimes? I mean, you know, every every mobile or uh, I'm sorry, every uh, <laughs> social media apparatus for these teams are like the hype train. And Actually, I, he I, might be Blake Bortles 2.0. <laughs> I think about it. <laughs> the the hype train's so wild for these guys. I get it, but uh, when they say he was dropping dimes, I was like. These aren't even the best passes I've ever seen. They're good spirals, but I don't know if they're actually the right on the money. I don't know. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. But yeah, the, let's go back. Kyler Murray. Three, uh, 3,400 or so yards. That's a good line. I'm really excited for Lamar this season. He's got all the weapons now. Maybe there's a uh, quote-unquote no excuses. It's time. So we'll see. I, I think it could be a really big year for him. And we'll still have to see about the 1,500s between the two tight ends. That'd be so cool. I was going to say, actually, uh, I think we had, I don't know if they were bowl predictions or like draft predictions that we had separately. I was going to say for our first round pick, though, I got that right of saying that we were going to take a deep threat and we got that in Hollywood Brown. But you guys also aren't wrong because we did get Miles Boykin, who is more of a, like a possession yeah. receiver. So, And I did see that Brown scored pretty high, maybe the highest of the wide receivers on route running. So we're all right. That was another thing we pointed out. <laughs> yeah, we, we were all decently right. I heard Boykins is a little brawler, and yes. it's going to take a little bit of time. But I remember we the Ravens traded up a uh, Ravens gave up some picks to move up eight spots. They gave up quite a few picks for eight So they feel confident about him. That's what I read from that. I agree with that. I agree. After every draft, you have the GM going out there, the head coach is going out there saying, oh, we love this guy. Like, this is our guys. They always say that. But again, there's something about this class that I just felt. Maybe it was because it was the Costas first. I don't know. But it just felt a little different. So I'm definitely excited to see it all play out. And go from there but i guess we have to make our actual bold predictions now we recap the bold <laughs> predictions oh my goodness we've recapped the bold predictions so peter do you have one i do i have an interesting one. Oh, all right i think sort of along the lines of hayden hurst and mark andrews last year i think boykin will outproduce smith Ooh. sorry brown Ooh. this year in catches and touchdowns Maybe not yards because wow. one brown catch could be like 50 yards and could take Boykin like 10 to do that. But <laughs> hey, they're both fast. They're both fast. They are, yes. Brown has bigger big play ability though. So that's that's my bold prediction all the way from May. I'm going to say Boykin has more catches and touchdowns. Dang, that's bold. I don't I don't know how I can make it more bold like uh, without like being like not believable. <laughs> Because <laughs> at first I was like, well, maybe Ferguson can have like... McSorley is the starting quarterback by the end of the year. No, no, no. I'm, oh, I'm gosh. With, with RG3's injury history and Lamar... <laughs> Run around. We don't want another vulnerable 2015 on our hands. I don't want to joke about that. <laughs> I, I meant by like merit, not just by like travesty okay. or a disaster, but... I have two in my head, but I'm going to pick one because you might take the other one. I don't want to steal your thunder or anything, Alec. Well, if I don't, I want to hear it, but go ahead. Oh, okay. All right. That's fair. All right. I'll go. I mean, I'll go for the first one. I mean, I think, uh, you know, as 
you know, as far as outside linebacker, I mean, we really don't have many proven, uh, you know, roles on there since Zedarius is, is left, uh, uh, Terrell Suggs is left. So, I mean, we have Matt Judon, but behind him, you know, Williams and uh, Bowser are, are still pretty raw. So Jerry's kind of out on them right now. So I'm going to say maybe Ferguson, you know, gets to, you know, be in the starting lineup right away and maybe come away with, let's say 10 sacks that's what that's what sizzle did right how many did he have and he was just a, and he was he literally just come in on passing downs i think i i like i like that prediction that's a bold prediction my friend i don't think mine's very bold now hey i called it 12 sacks this rookie year on the dot dang was he rookie of the year i feel like he, he was i yeah. think he was yeah because yeah. defensive, yeah, it, defensive rookie of the year was insane they got rookie of the year defensive rookie of the year was Suggs. Ray Lewis was Defensive Player of the Year. Jamal Lewis was Offensive Player of the Year. Oh, wow. But I, neither of them were MVP. Peyton Manning was MVP. I don't recall that at all. Well, because we didn't do anything in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. That, that game against Tennessee really, uh, really put a damper on what otherwise yeah. was actually a pretty good year. So anyway, Alec. My bold prediction. Huh, it feels so lame now compared to all you guys. It was, you're great bold predictions, guys. My goal prediction is I was thinking that uh, Justice Hill is going to be our number one like feature back by the end of the year. And the reason I say that is because I needed a bull prediction. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I like it. I like I, it. I, I think at the end of the day, it's going to be a committee. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if if he's able to prove himself as a pass catcher, that will get him more downs, in my opinion. And that's going to be what drives that... Uh, that that status i don't know how we'll be able to grade it when it comes to time but that's that's i guess my bold prediction for now maybe i just yardage i don't know if yardage is, is it may be but it might take a while for him to get there that's kind of you know part of the bold prediction like by the end of the year i don't know we'll see but I, maybe he'll be more involved than we even expect even though we i think all expect that he'll be a, a contributor right away just how much because it is a kind of a crowded backfield it is yeah and don't forget, the quarterback's going to be doing a lot of running, too. Oh, no one's forgetting about that. <laughs> Lamar won't let you forget. And our gadget quarterback, too. I know. I know. And gadget quarterback. I think I saw a quote where Harbaugh was like, we can put three quarterbacks on the field at once. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did say that. He's like, nothing's off the table. And I'm like, some things should, right, should probably Marty. be off the table. <laughs> we got one quarterback. We got another quarterback. We got this guy from Penn State. <laughs> they can all throw it to each other on one play. <laughs> I think that ends the show. <laughs> <laughs>